0: Good afternoon and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 37 of the DNVR Raptors podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Um, so the first time, for the first time in a long time, I feel like I don't have to hammer you all with bad news, which I'm excited about. Um, and we'll just start by jumping right into it. We'll get into uh, this week's breakdown. And the first thing I have on my list is that Super Rugby returns. It will be on ESPN+. Plus. Um, this is coming out on Friday. So if you stay up late, you'll be able to catch Super Rugby early Saturday morning. It'll be on, like I just mentioned, it'll be on ESPN+. Plus. I think it will also be broadcast on ESPN2. Um, I know I talked about this a little bit last week, but I spoke too soon. Uh, I just assumed that because they had the rights they were going to show it. And as we kind of learned on Twitter this week, that that wasn't necessarily the case. But they did confirm that it will be broadcast on ESPN Plus and on ESPN 2. So uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I know I will be gambling on it. I know that's something that you can do. I've already checked the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and it's on there. So I'm going to be sure to put a little uh, money on it. It'll be fun. I would encourage people that haven't are unfamiliar with rugby still or even just want to to scratch that itch to check it out. Um, I love watching Super Rugby, I think it's probably my favorite competition um, outside of uh, what kind of goes on here in the States, but it's good rugby, it's really exciting, uh, I think I think you'll enjoy it, I'm excited to watch it, it'll just be fun to watch some live rugby again, because I think we're still a bit away from that here in the United States, but as my next update will we'll, um, inform you, that it might not be as far away as we think, which is good. Um, another thing about Super Rugby this week is there will be fans in the stands. I'm pretty sure they'll be the first sport to return with fans in the stands, and that's because New Zealand is completely coronavirus-free. They've done a great job of getting that under control. Um, so it'll be fun. I'll just It's another sense of normalcy. It just feels like we're getting a little bit back to normal. Um, and, and I'll be looking forward to it. So like I mentioned last week, if you don't feel like staying up late, just make sure you got ESPN Plus or record it. Because um, that's probably what I'll do. I'll just get up uh, tomorrow morning and, and watch that uh, at my own pace. So I'm excited for it. Make sure you check that out. The second bit of news that I have is that um, Aspen Rugger Fest, which is kind of like the last hope we had for rugby here in Colorado for the, for the whole year, is not – they did not cancel. They said they were going to make a decision mid-June. On Wednesday they announced that um, they are going to try to proceed with it. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's like I just mentioned, it's another little sense of normalcy. It's one of my favorite tournaments, um, something that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I hope it happens. I, I hope it happens. I'm pretty sure the Raptors will be fielding a team if that does proceed. I know they had one last year. Um, here's the statement that Aspen Ruggerfest posted on Facebook on Wednesday evening says quote, we are endeavoring to hold the fifty-third RuggerFest. Fest. Moving forward, we will be governed by the City of Aspen and the CDC regarding how the event will look. To ensure your team is involved, make sure to register to guarantee your team spot. There's no definitive answer but the size of this Rugger Fest about the size of this RuggerFest. Fest. Uh, however, we endeavor to hold the tournament in some capacity in twenty twenty, hashtag ruck and roll end quote. So uh, like I just mentioned, I'm I'm really hoping it happens. It's a really fun tournament. I would encourage people that haven't uh, made it up there to go. It's they play rugby like literally right in the middle of the city, right at the base of the uh, one of the mountains. It's pretty. In, it's in September, third week. is third weekend of September, so leaves are changing. It's it's just a pretty place up there, um, and I and I'm hoping that it, uh, we can we can proceed with it. So we'll just have to keep, I'm sure they'll keep an eye on things moving forward, and hopefully things continue to decline like they have been here in Colorado and we uh, get back to Ruggerfest here in the fall. So cool. And then the last little bit of news to round out the breakdown is that the Major League Rugby's first collegiate draft will be broadcast live on Major League Rugby's Facebook page on Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, so it's 5 p.m. Mountain time. Um, and I, I think it will also be broadcast on for the fans, which is a channel. I know it's on DirecTV. It's channel six twenty three on DirecTV. Uh, there was a few M L R games that were on that for the fans channel this year, uh, and there's just some. I mean, it's just right down their alley. It's a kind of there's some weird stuff on that channel. If you if you check it out, you know what I'm talking about. But I have seen that floating around that will also be on for the fans, so we'll kind of see as as that happens. I haven't seen them publish anything about it, but I think uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, see if anything changes here in the next 24 hours. But um, So those aren't familiar. It's two rounds. There's already been some trades and stuff, and it's some to be quite honest. Like I don't know that much about the MLR collegiate draft, so um, that's why I'm excited to kind of bring on our guests this week, and and that'll that'll round out the breakdown and move into um, so talking about our interview with Doug Coyle, who is the journalist editor. He he started DJ Coyle Rugby com. Um, he's been he's been. Make, I mean, putting out great stuff on the site for a while. Stuff is very informative. It's something that it's I've used quite a bit. Just it It's so informative. Uh, the, he covers all these players. I'm pretty sure he's written he, a profile on every single player in Major League Rugby, um, and, and they're pretty uh, fact-filled. There's, there's just a lot of stuff in them. There's a lot of useful information, and uh, I know it's something that I'm very grateful for. So, like I mentioned, he's our, he's our guest on the show today. Uh, so And then this is straight off his bio, off his website. It says, Doug Coyle played rugby for 20 years, coached rugby at the University of Delaware, and is a journalist with DJ Coyle Rugby. Um, he's appeared all over the place. He's pretty easy to find. If you track him down on Facebook, DJ Coyle Rugby. Um, Instagram's the same. Twitter is DJ Coyle. YouTube, DJ Coyle Rugby. So And if you need to get a hold of him, DJ Rugby at gmail.com. So, Doug, like I mentioned before, Doug's been doing some great work um, forever, but especially ahead of this weekend's MLR draft. Um, he's kind of partnered with Goff rugby report and Alex Goff, and they've been doing a lot of good preview stuff for the draft. They're covering all the rounds. They're covering free agency. So I would encourage you all to go check that out. Um, and I wanted to bring him on to talk about it because he knows more about this than I do. And I know I learned a lot just talking to him, and I hope that you guys will learn a lot just listening to him. So, uh, Yeah, and and we covered a bunch of different things aside from the draft. So, of course, we talked about the draft, but talked a little bit about the expansion draft as he filled us in on some stuff that um, I didn't know in terms of how that worked and and where some of these Raptors went. Uh, Some pro rugby memories, which was kind of fun because he was at the first ever pro rugby uh, match with Denver and Ohio. And uh, I always like talking a little bit about that. And we, of course, we learned a little bit about Doug, which is one of my favorite parts of the show as well. So um, thank you again to Doug for taking the time to chat. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with journalist and editor Doug Coyle. All right. Now, welcome on Doug Coyle of DJCoyleRugby.com to the show. Doug, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine, Colton. And you?
0: I'm great. Thank you for coming on. I'm happy I get to talk to you. There's a lot of stuff I've been Want to ask you for a few months now so i'm happy that you're on the show and we can uh, go ahead and jump in whenever you're ready
1: i'm i'm ready now this is actually my first uh, podcast ever
0: all right well it'll be it'll be easy going it'll be nice and easy for you it'll be a good time too so first question's the easiest one i think we got on the list here can you just kind of tell us a little bit about where you're from
1: i'm uh, originally from uh effort of pennsylvania that's in lancaster county uh uh grew up there uh went to uh Westchester, which is now Westchester University. Mm-hmm. Uh, after uh, getting my bachelor's and master's degree, I moved to uh, New Jersey as a uh, college professor at Brookdale Community College. That's in uh, Monmouth County, New Jersey. I mm-hmm. uh, spent 45 years there. Uh, the last um, uh, seven of which uh, I had to, to commute to uh, from uh, – Newark, Delaware, when my wife got transferred to Maryland, they closed a military base. Mm. Uh, So that was not fun. And that eventually retired me two years ago.
0: Nice. What did you teach?
1: Uh, First 24 years, I was a uh, member of the counseling faculty. And I uh, taught equivalent of full-time during that. And then I uh, I switched over to full-time teaching, teaching anthropology and uh, uh, geography.
0: Interesting. I didn't take either of those in college, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so cool. We'll jump into some some rugby stuff, I guess, the point, point of our show here. Um, how did you get into rugby? Is it is it something that you played when you were younger, or how, how did you get into it?
1: Uh, actually, I was in a graduate program at Westchester, and a uh, person uh, that was in my counseling program, Brian King, who played for uh, Philadelphia Rugby Club, uh, started the, uh, the club, I guess my last semester in in grad school and I wanted something to do. And I, uh, uh, joined them for the, uh, their first season.
0: Nice. Did you play other sports before that? Uh, in
1: high school I was, uh, I wrestled. Oh, nice. Uh, I, in the summers I was a member of the swim team. Nice. Um, And then, uh, Actually, later on, uh, when I did move to Jer- New Jersey and founded um, a rugby club at uh, uh, Brookdale, uh, and three years later, it became Mammoth Rugby Club, and that's still in existence today. Uh, so the other thing I did while I was uh, teaching, in my 30s, I decided I wanted to spend some time outdoors while I was teaching and counseling. Mm-hmm. And I was an uh, a ocean lifeguard. In uh, first in Avon and then uh, in Belmar, for about six years.
0: Interesting. Um, what what kind of was it about rugby that that caught your interest? That when did you get the bug? I guess was it was it after your first practice or how did you catch the bug? Uh,
1: oh, I I enjoyed it from the start, and then uh, when I moved to New Jersey, I was uh, asking myself, do I play with uh, Philadelphia? They had summer rugby in New York. So I had uh, connections there, and finally I started, uh, you know, the uh, a community-based team at the uh, at the college. Mm The camaraderie Mm -hmm. uh, uh, was an important factor. These became my uh, social network. I was probably tied up for six days of the week for, you know, months and months with uh, with rugby. So it's kind of an addicting experience. And that's, that's one of the reasons, um, uh, why I'm trying to get back through my, uh, my journalism, uh, today. Yeah. Uh, when my children were growing up, uh, I removed myself from the the game for, you know, a number of years and then got back into it when they kind of had an alumni event at, uh, with Mammoth Rugby Club. And I've been, you know, with it, uh, now for the last 12 or so years back in the,
0: the game. Perfect. That's kind of leading into my next question. Uh, but before I ask that, I want to ask what position that you played?
1: Uh, throughout my career, predominantly hooker.
0: Oh, nice. I always got to ask people that. So uh, kind of leading into that next question, though, is can you kind of tell us about um, how you got into writing about rugby and, and like a little bit about the history of your website?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I uh, I did an article uh, about Monmouth Rugby Club in either 2013 or uh, 2014, fall or spring mm-hmm. of that year, and for This is American Rugby. Yeah. And then uh, I was asked to uh, uh, get involved in real-time sports app and actually... Uh, uh, they would use my articles and I would write for their site. Okay. Uh, and, uh, so I did, um, writing for this American rugby, real time sports. Um, and then I went to, uh, the, uh, sevens, which, uh, in North Carolina in, uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. And that served as the Olympic trials. And I, I was speaking to, uh, uh, somebody from the USA rugby staff Josh Sut- Sutcliffe who's uh, director of rugby at Stanford mm. uh, he suggested you know that I'm uh, well known enough that I actually should uh, you know have my own page a uh, website and I uh, right after that I uh, that August you know I developed a uh, a web page actually my son designed it yeah with thanks
0: yeah, and I know just speaking from firsthand experience, how helpful all the stuff that you do has been just even for me when I'm trying to do research on these players that I talk to, um, it's so f- jam-packed full of so much good, useful information. Um, it's kind of one to lead into my next question is how how you find out all this information to write such in-depth pieces on these guys, because um, I think you you can dig up more dirt than the FBI sometimes with with some of the stuff that you put in there.
1: Uh, It's 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 kind of enjoyable to research uh, players. I mean, I always look at their uh, I try to look at their Facebook page, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, see if they have a linked in account, a professional page. Uh, I do a search on uh, their name in rugby. Uh, uh, I so I get a lot of information that way if they've been a cap player, ESPN Scrum, you know, uh, is a good source. Uh, for that uh, I will often uh, message players, especially say, this is what I, uh, this is what I found out. Uh, uh, Can you uh, basically help me edit this, you know, add things and uh, many times players are receptive. And always when I publish it, I, I, if I'm connected to these players, I send them uh, a link for the article yeah you but know, yeah. so they're you know always aware of uh, what's being done and then uh then what I try to do is uh, uh, basically I've written articles in every single ml or player right uh, so when I do preview or recap articles and there's a match day twenty three there's always a link to uh, these articles so uh, people can get to know the players better,
0: yeah. No, and I, I mean, I know firsthand just from the research that I've done in that. Um, so I'm saying thank you, I guess, for for all the work that you do, because I know that that's got to be a big grind, but it is super helpful for people like me. And I'm sure just casual fans that want to learn more about these guys that they watch play every weekend. So thank you, Doug. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, those, uh, those articles are made available to the league for their their use, and, and it's made available to commentators uh, uh, so they can uh, use them in in preparation for what they do.
0: Yeah, that's awesome stuff. Uh, So cool. I I know moving into the next question, just from some of the conversations that we've had in the past that you mentioned that you were at the first pro rugby organization game here in in Glendale. So I wanted to take the the time to ask you what that was like. because I know I didn't make it down for that one because uh, it snowed quite a bit that day.
1: Well, uh, my, my son was living in Glendale uh-huh. and, uh, uh, at the time, and uh, he went to uh, school at Western, uh, uh, Western State in, in Gunnison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a, a good opportunity to, uh, to visit him you know, uh, and, and to watch this match. I had hoped at the same time he was playing for uh, Queen City, he was supposed to have a match uh, the day before on that Saturday, but uh, everything was canceled on the outer fields. Yeah. So I, I uh, really uh, have only seen him play rugby once uh, when he uh, played a little bit for uh, my old club on an alumni day. Wow. Aside from that, I've never seen him play. Uh, uh, when he was living in uh, South Carolina, uh, they had a, uh, a major uh, s- kind of frost, snow, s- snow area that yeah. it affected. So his game got canceled when he was there. So, oh, man. Uh, uh, but anyway, going back to uh, Glendale, um, you know, over a foot of snow fell. Uh, the uh, Infinity uh, Park, uh, uh, the grounds crew did a fantastic job uh, clearing the field, getting it ready uh, to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a u- very unusual match. Uh, yeah. the, the Ohio Aviators uh, crossed the line four times and, and knocked the ball on, yeah. and uh, so they lost four tries. Ended up <laughs> going into uh, being tied, and then in overtime, uh, Will McGee kicked a uh, kicked a, a penalty goal from a touch. And won the game sixteen thirteen.
0: Yeah, I know. We're even in- I was going back and looking through uh, some of the archives, and I saw that you had you had written some stuff about it too. So I was like, really made me realize how long that that you've been doing this um, with the with the same depth, and um, that you're still doing it now. So I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, Glendale is a great facility. It's uh, such a shame that uh, they'll be moving in. An- uh, a different uh, direction with club rugby and perhaps uh, uh, select side appearances there.
0: Thank you for, for talking about that a little bit. Um, now we'll get into to some of the draft which is one of the big reasons that I wanted to have you on is because you have been doing a, a lot of good work leading up to the draft and um, so I wanted to take the chance to ask you a couple questions about it. So I guess the first one, um, just kind of the big overarching one is, is what what are your overall thoughts on the, on the draft itself? Is this something that you're excited about or, or how do you feel about this? Like, how did you feel about it when it was announced? And now that's getting a little closer, have your feelings changed at all?
1: Yeah, I, I, I thought it was, uh, when they announced the, uh, uh, the inclusion of a draft, I thought it was an opportunity for the league to, uh, uh, draw attention to itself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, what is really taking place is, uh, uh, teams are quite serious about this. You can see that with uh, uh, two trades, and who knows, there there could be others before uh, bef- before s- by Saturday. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it's the uh, there is uh, it's very difficult to uh, to look at players when you're you're looking at the draft. First of all, uh, you have to see. Uh, what are the needs of the teams right so who's coming back uh, uh, for the teams uh, where do they have maybe players getting older uh, uh, maybe they have some undersized players that, at certain positions uh, and uh, uh, so you know it's it's a little easier to understand uh, uh, perhaps the squads of some of the established teams, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Dallas and LA uh, were basically uh, were recipients of uh, some of the Colorado Rafters players. Right. Uh, my understanding is four players went to LA and eight players went to Dallas uh-huh. uh, uh, with things. And and there's, I know there's another player that's still in the negotiation process uh, as far as I know. But, uh, uh, my knowledge is, is has been on the M.O.R. for the, I, I spent a lot of time in the last three years. Uh, when I was out at the, um, uh, USA sevens in LA, mm-hmm. uh, in the end of February, beginning of March, um, you know, I talked to Alex Goff there and, uh, you know, uh he basically uh, contacted me uh, uh, a little later and asked me to do uh, some some joint articles, you yeah. know, concerning the draft. So we did. I I predominantly uh, spent a lot of time with the uh, uh, Rafter's dispersal draft and the expansion draft. And Alex has taken the lead with the uh, the college rugby. He's certainly more knowledgeable about them than, than I am. Right Uh, with things. But the um, the uh, the college uh, draft, we're going to see that. uh, uh, Visas for uh, for certain key players are going to be issues. Yeah. Uh, uh, It's been increasingly difficult to obtain uh, visas. So some some we have some very good college players. Will they get drafted or will they ultimately be able to play? That's that's kind of unknown. Right. There's, uh, of the 414 U.S. players that uh, applied for the draft since then, uh, some people have withdrawn their names, and the verification process is going on as we speak, and I think it ends on Thursday. So there are going to be certain uh, players eliminated. Mm-hmm. Either, they're, uh, either they have um, uh, not played in the college game in the last year. Uh, they may not have been sipped with USA Rugby, you know. So we'll see some of that. Uh, will players move? Right. I mean, they're gonna. Uh, uh, I thought the league minimum might be about eleven thousand five hundred. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Alex Goff uh, mentioned it might even be less than that, but I, I'm not sure. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. these players are gonna get minimum sours. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, do they have? other, uh, jobs that they could, uh, uh, look for while they play rugby or they, uh, are they going to, um, uh, be willing to move anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, which was part of the agreement, uh, with this, uh, will there be second thoughts and perhaps some trades as a result, um, uh, it may be the time to actually be a free agent and be able to sign with whatever team you want. Right. But you had to declare for the draft for that. So there's a lot of excitement about this, and and uh, different teams will have different philosophies as they uh, approach the draft.
0: Yeah, and to kind of follow up on that, I know even just this last season we saw the visas being an issue with some of these bigger players coming across from overseas. Um, and just kind of based on, on those things that you just mentioned, whether that be the league minimum or whether or not people will, will pack up their bags and move for that. Um, do you, do you kind of feel that this may be like a happening a little bit too early? Like maybe this would be better two more years in, or is that something that that you kind of think about? Or is that, is this just kind of, I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, well, it's, uh, uh, first of all, there's, uh, uh, it was raised uh, uh, An issue was raised is there, is the draft uh, legitimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, most uh, drafts take place where there's uh, players associations, right There's a petition for USA rugby Players Association uh, that the MMLRO players wanted to join us. So maybe there's uh, something gets worked out in the long term. Yeah. Now this this draft is a uh, um, although there's a lot of players, there's only going to be a handful of players that are uh, probably going to uh, earn professional contracts. Yeah. Uh, and and the reality is most players are going to uh, get their match time affiliating with clubs. When we talk about new players, uh. They're going to play uh, with uh, club teams in, in the local area. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take New York. Uh, uh, they're likely to play with Old Blue, New York AC, and now White Plains has moved up to the American Rugby Premiership. Right. Uh, of course, if you go uh, in Texas, you're playing. If you're in Austin, you're going to play with Austin Huns or Austin Blacks. In Dallas, you're uh, – might play with the Dallas uh, uh, Reds. Right. Could play with the Dallas Harlequins, uh, yeah, with there. And uh, so, either they're going to play with these clubs, or they're going to try also try to uh, play select side rugby. Uh, you have the uh, Old Glory Capital Sloaks. You have the Philadelphia Union now. Uh, uh, you have good. USA Rugby South. Uh, there are, there are more select side opportunities, you know, for for some of these players. And then they're going to be uh, played in the practice squad. Right. And if, if uh, there's a, uh, a visa delay, that happened with uh, New York. Some of the young players got to go out to uh, Las Vegas, played the first uh, two weeks. And then uh, their established players, uh, a number of them uh, were back, but not all. Uh, and they had the New York had to do a lot of improvising, uh, uh, so you're you're kind of faced with those situations.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see it plays how it plays out, and um, I guess only time will tell. So, um, next thing I wanted to ask you is if you ever thought, like, could you ever have imagined this becoming a reality? I, I mean, even early as four or five years ago, did you ever think that there would be like a collegiate draft? Because I know even just we had a listener one time send in a question about um, if there would ever be such a draft system set up. And I had Blake Rogers on the show and he thought um, that this, it just wouldn't work just because that's not how we see clubs built out around the rest of the world. So is this something that you could have you imagined before?
1: I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have imagined this. Uh, uh, there's uh, people move for a variety of reasons, jobs. Uh, They they move uh, to have an experience in a different section of the country. Uh, If you wanted to uh, be on the uh, U.S. national radar, you uh, basically had to uh, choose, you know, a handful of clubs Mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, uh, national coaches would be able to see video of, of of you. And so people moved for a lot of those reasons.
0: Right. Yeah, no. This is it's been all pretty crazy, but I think like you mentioned before, it's it's exciting. It's something new. Um, you gotta you gotta take risks, I guess, to to make things work, and I'm excited to see how it turns out. Um, so I'll skip this next one. Leave it for for towards the end. But um, I know, like you have mentioned, you you followed M L R for the last three years. You're super plugged into some. To these players, and, and like you said, you've re- you write profiles on every single one of them. So, is there a couple of players that maybe from this year, um, some new like up and comers that are working their way through these systems that, um, have caught your eye in the last year or so that you think could be really good players um in the next year or two.
1: Uh, uh, one, a, a number come to mind. Uh, uh let's start with uh, New York. Uh, uh, Troy Lockyer from uh, Play Cal is from England. Uh, not many players could uh, start games mm-hmm. for uh, a, a team their first year in the league, uh, and he ha- he played at uh, uh, outside center, but his uh, real position is probably uh, fullback down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, what better way to get tutored from a, a English international, Ben Foden? Right, uh, Chris Matina. Uh, University of Delaware grad. I actually was on the coaching staff when he was there. Uh, and uh, Chris uh, has always been a leader uh, when he was at uh, uh, Delaware. He was a leader uh, uh, at New York AC. He was, uh, became team captain Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, played for uh, uh, Eagle 7's uh, team. And he's developing as quite a player. First, he was a utility uh, uh, back a year ago, and this past year, he uh, slotted nicely into inside center. Right. And he he basically can play uh, any position in the backline except except Scormath. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Rugby Atlanta. Uh. Chance w- wingluski,
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, Alex. Mo- uh. Mo- Mo- Malkin? Malheim? Yeah. I'm butchering his name. Sorry, That's
0: okay. I'm sure Uh, he'll he'll forgive you.
1: You know, uh, uh, both, you know, Chance the Capped Eagle uh, uh, with that, you know, those are uh, great players to have in the front row and actually start. Um, Old Glory uh, had a player, Jack Iscaro, Mm -hmm. uh, played for Cal, uh, got injured this year. Uh, so you, we didn't—he didn't see any M.O.R. action, but he was uh, uh, noticed and sent to uh, had an opportunity to train with the uh, Glasgow professional franchise in uh, uh, in Scotland. Yeah, so he's he could play in the uh, front row proper hooker. Uh, Matt Harmon Noah, uh, you know, came in from uh, life. Uh, You know he was uh, kind of reserved the first year, and this year he uh, moved into the starting role. That's a great opportunity. Yeah, Austin, Austin um, team Dominic Aquino, uh, kind of a, uh, was a football player at uh, Western Oregon University. uh, Also played rugby. um, uh, Played a little bit of club rugby also when he uh, finished uh, Western Oregon. And, and what happened? He came in as a flanker and uh, basically was player of the week a couple times. Yeah. Uh, another crossover athlete they have his wing is Roderick Waters. Uh, he was a football player at uh, Western State Colorado University. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, played a little rugby there in the summers and uh, uh, played uh, with uh, West Houston Lions uh, a year ago and then this past year uh, was uh, one of the starters of uh, a number of matches for Austin yeah uh, so, so those are a few players and then uh, of course you've covered the rafters and uh, we all know about uh, Mika cruising yeah
0: he's electric he's gonna make um, whoever, wherever he lands he's gonna make somebody very happy
1: yes he will make the uh, Good teenies, very happy in
0: LA. <laughs> there you go. That's a little nugget for us there. So, uh, so yeah, I guess that's. Thank you for the, the in-depth look at, at all these guys that that caught your eye this year. Um, is there anything that you wanna you wanna promote a little bit? I know you've been doing all this um, good work leading up to the draft. Is it is there stuff uh, you you want people to go check out?
1: Well, uh, um, uh, I. Uh, uh, along with uh, Mike Tolkien and, uh, and Tim Brown from Old Glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have three more episodes uh, to go in the uh, college draft. You probably will see episode one or uh, or mock draft round one picks today. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, probably very shortly, uh, you know, the round two. And uh, then a little bit on uh, players that haven't uh, been selected in the draft. No kind of co- conclude things in the, in that series.
0: Nice. Yeah. We'll have to make sure people go check that out. So this one will drop on Friday. So most of that stuff should be out by Friday. Is that right? Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh,
1: that's fine. Uh, one, one more thing is uh, tune into the college draft. Yeah. It's uh, there's going to be a, a, a zoom, uh, uh, a meeting of the, uh, the team's uh, selection process uh, that Saturday afternoon, which will be aired on Facebook, the MLR Facebook page at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, And I understand it may be also aired on For the Fans.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm looking forward to checking it out. I know I'm going to be plugging away at it. I'm going to watch it. Um, I think it'll be cool. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you, Doug, it says in your Twitter bio that you're a country music fan. Who, Who are some of your top artists?
1: Uh... I had a unique opportunity to, uh, my daughter worked for, uh, uh, did an internship at a radio station, country music. So, uh, she got my wife and I, uh, kind of hooked on, um, kind of today's country music Yeah, and, uh, had an opportunity to, uh, hear probably 30 emerging artists. Uh, uh, they were brought in, uh, locally in New Jersey. Uh, so, uh, uh, male artists, I like Blake Sheldon, Dirk Bentley, Thomas Rhett, Lee Bryce, Brett Eldridge. Uh-huh. Uh, some female artists, uh, Sarah Evans, Jennifer Nettles, Carrie Underwood, Janet Kramer, Kelsey Ballerini, and uh, Maren Morris mm-hmm. uh, are some of the people I like.
0: There you go. Yeah, last concert I saw was actually Lee Bryce back in the fall um, before everything uh, got shut down a little bit, so... Um, all right, Doug, thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me on, Colton. Thanks. Cheers. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with journalist and editor Doug Coyle of DJCoyleRugby.com. Uh, I, I know I did. I learned quite a bit. And I'm looking forward to having Doug back on later once we get back to rugby. So thank you again to Doug for taking out the time of his schedule to do that show for us. And um, I know I I really appreciated it, and I hope you guys did too. So I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to try to do a couple new segments this week. And so the first of the new segments, I guess I'm only going to try to do one new segment this week. But anyways, I'm trying to to work into different things as we kind of get moving forward. And and the first one I want to introduce, this segment will be called Required Reading. I'm going to track down some piece of rugby content. I want you guys to go read it just so that we can keep learning about the game, learning about what's going on. So the first required reading ever in the history of required, I can't even say this word, required readings, um, will be all the stuff that Doug Coyle did on the MLR Collegiate Draft. So... um, And it's not even really required reading. Man, that's a tongue twister. You can just – this one I'm assigning you guys some videos to go watch. So I would encourage you to go watch Doug Coyle's MLR Collegiate Draft Show with Goff Rugby Report. Um, Like we mentioned, like we talked about in the interview, he's been doing a bunch of videos regarding the rounds of the draft and free agency. Um, Those should all be out by the time you're listening to this show. So I would encourage you all to go check that out and read some of the work on Doug's site. I know even just checking this morning, he's been – um, working hard. He's got a bunch of new stuff up that was that wasn't even there yesterday. He's got like four or five new pieces up um, about some of the guys that the Toronto Aeros had signed yesterday. So, uh, and lo- and like I mentioned before too, it, all that stuff is super informative. It's helped me tremendously when I'm prepping for interviews. Every interview you listen to w- with when I'm talking to these rugby players or coaches, I've pulled stuff out from Doug's work. So um, I know I mentioned to him. In the in the interview and then after when we were chatting on the phone but i i really do appreciate the work that doug does and i feel like uh i feel like everybody should know about it so i encourage you to all go check that out um and, and that's this week's required reading so i'll try to keep that up moving forward uh finally we'll get into some of my final thoughts so this is normally in the show where we promote uh what's kind of going on with dnvr but uh, our last DNVR Watch event was actually last Sunday. We watched the Raptors play the Arrows in the Blizzard game from March of 2019. Um, so thank you to everybody who participated in those events over these last three months, whether you watched, tweeted, or both. Uh, your support was, meant the world to me. It was fun to do that. Uh, the whole point of this was to just get new people watching the watching rugby or even just watching it all together so we could have a good time during the lockdown. And I think it worked. It looked like we got some new people into it. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for participating because without you guys, I'm just tweeting into a void, and that, that's never any fun. Um, so that's kind of what's going on with the DNVR watches. I'm going to take a little break um, just to kind of see what I mean, I have some some plans, which is what I'll touch on towards the end. I have some big ideas. We have some big news coming out here pretty soon, but um, I want to make sure that I take the time to to get to get our our big news ready. Uh, make sure I do it right. So we'll be taking a brief break from the DMVR watches, and hopefully, when we get some rugby back, we'll be able to all watch it together at the at the DMVR bar. Um, so that's kind of what's going on with that in terms of the podcast. I've really, really tried hard these last couple weeks to get the show back on the road, uh, back on the rails, I mean, just get it back on track. Um, I think it's it's getting better. I think it's getting back to uh, the good place that it was before lockdown and before um, all of this bad news. I know that has slipped a little bit, and I'm working hard to get it back on track. Um, And I know this week was a really big week for me. We've got a couple interviews banked that I'm excited for you guys to hear. I'm trying to fix, mix in a few new segments like we already talked about to keep things fresh. Um, so please let me know if you're enjoying it, what would you would like to see, um, what you you know anything you want worked into the show, I'll be sure to listen to any and all advice. Um, now that we're getting the podcast back on the rails, I've really got ahead with with some interviews, so we won't be scrambling quite as much towards the end of the week. Um, but now now that we're getting the podcast back on track, the writing is the next thing in, in line. I think writing is, is my first love. It's what I'm best at, and I need to get uh, back into it a little better. It's been kind of hard, I'm sure you can imagine, with the dispersal of the Raptors um, and just Major League Rugby ending early. There And those are familiar with rugby. like You'll understand that there's not that much news that happens all the time. It's not like football where there's stuff going on every day. Like there, it, Rugby just really isn't like that yet. Um but, I mean, that's there's no excuses. I need to be able to find some stuff to talk about, and, I, and I'm and i working on it. I'm compiling some stuff. So, expect next week to have a few more articles to read every week. Um, obviously, some better podcasts. Like I said, I've got a lot of interviews banked up that I'm excited about, and I've got big plans for the future. Um, and to keep up with my big plans for the future, make sure to follow us on Twitter at TNVR underscore Raptors at Colton Strickler. Um, we've got some exciting news to bring you in the next couple weeks. Rugby starting back up, as you've seen. We'll be talking a little bit about the Super Rugby fixtures come next week. So make sure you tune into that. Make sure you bet on it if that's what you're into. Um, things are getting better. I'm excited about the future. Um, and I hope you guys stick with me for the ride because it'll be fun. So that's my show for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, we got to be kind to each other. Um, World's in a weird place right now, so we just got to keep being kind to each other. Uh, Enjoy Super Rugby this weekend, and I will catch you back here next week.